Hey y'all, it's Ashley and Shantavia, and this is Obedience Podcast. So we have finally made it through our boot up series. I hope you guys enjoyed that. I know and I did. <laughs> all yeah. five episodes. <laughs> if you haven't seen our boot up podcast, please go back and look at it. But now we want to get into a really important topic mm-hmm. that we kind of put our series on hold to talk about because we felt like this was really important. And so we are going to get you guys ready for Resurrection Sunday mm-hmm. by telling you guys the story of Jesus dying on the cross. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Mm-hmm. So this series is going to cover all of that. It's going to cover before mm-hmm. the Last Supper, and then it's going to cover the crucifixion, and then we're going to talk about the resurrection mm-hmm. as well. And then we're going to get into like some fun things, talk about traditions yep. and um, important questions that we just felt like people have miscommunication on regarding Easter. Yep. So we're excited to get into this one. Let's do it. Let's this ha- is let's hop on it. Yeah, this is going to be like real Bible study. So, you know, you guys get your Bibles out, get your phones, and then we're going to step right into it. But before we do that, we are going to pray just so we can get our minds, body, and hearts in agreement. Lord, I want to thank you for allowing us to come again together to speak to everyone about the resurrection. We know how important it was for you dying on the cross, and we thank you every day for that sacrifice. We pray that today you speak through us and that we're able to teach someone the importance of what you did for us, and they are able to recognize it through this podcast. We pray that all of our um, reservations are taken away during this time and we're able to freely speak. And we pray that anything that's on our heart that you take it away during this time and we just touch one person. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Remove anything that's not like you. <laughs> yes. We need to focus. We need yes. to get these people to know what, what this resurrection mm-hmm. season is about. We need y'all to just stop going to church just on Easter Sunday. Too soon. Too soon. Too, okay. Too much shade. Too soon. Get- shade. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you just came for they throat. I'm sorry. They made me pause now. <laughs> Please don't. Come on. Come on back. Come on back. No, we serious. We, we want yeah, y'all to really. enjoy church all the time. Yes, you can get that. Yeah, we... I'm going to save it. I ain't going to say nothing. Okay. Okay. So first, we want to speak about the Last Supper, and we are going to start at Luke chapter 22, verses 7 through 23. So like I said, this is going to be a Bible study, so we're going to read quite a few scriptures Mm -hmm. in this series, but that's just because we want to teach you guys everything that happened leading up to the resurrection, Mm -hmm. and um, so you can truly get the importance of Everything that's about to happen. So Luke 22, 7 through 23. I am going to read out of the Amplified Version. Then came the preparation day of unleavened bread on which the Passover lamb had to be sacrificed. So Jesus sent Peter and John saying, go and prepare the Passover meal for us so that we may eat, so that we may eat it. So I do want to stop there mm-hmm. initially just so we can explain to you guys what the Passover is. Um, and I, I think you had like some good notes on exactly what the okay. Passover is. Yeah, so pretty much the Passover pretty much commemorates um, the Israelites being freed from Egypt. Mm-hmm. So as you know, the bad guy, <laughs> Pharaoh, 
bit stubborn mm. and hard-headed. His heart was hardened. And so um, God had sent some plagues over Egypt and um, several times, but Pharaoh would still say no. Mm-hmm. Just stubborn. Petty, I don't know. <laughs> um, so um, uh, Aaron and Moses kept going to Pharaoh, please let my people go, let the people go. But, of course, he'll continue to say no. So God had enough of it. He said, this is the last plague that he's going to send. And the last, the last plague was for um, all of the firstborns to be killed. Mm-hmm. Everyone from um, Pharaoh's son all the way down to the cattle. So um, he let Moses know that. And then he also gave specific instructions for the Israelites uh, for the night of Passover. So what was included on that, it was pretty much... For them to eat um, the unleavened blood, uh, not blood, um, the bread, (laughs) the unleavened bread, and also to um, to sacrifice a a lamb without blemish. Um, He gave specific instructions. It had, I think, it had to be like a firstborn and or like one years old, and also um, he had to be the lamb had to be without blemish. Mm -hmm. So at the night of Passover, they were supposed to slaughter the lamb. And put the blood of the lamb across their door, their, their doorpost. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would pretty much kind of distinguish them. Um, so the, the God knew which houses to pass mm-hmm. over. So that's why it's called the Passover. Mm-hmm. Um, God passed over those homes and uh, killed all of the firstborn from uh, Pharaoh's son down to the cattle. Mm-hmm. So now we fast forward to the Lord, um, the Last Supper, where yeah. they're um, celebrating the Passover. But this mm-hmm. one is a little different. Yeah. It is very different. So Jesus sent Peter and John saying, go and prepare the Passover meal for us so that we may eat it. They asked him, what do you want us to prepare it? He replied, when you have entered the city, a man carrying an earthen jar of water will meet you. Follow him into the house that he enters and say to the owner of the house, the teacher asks, where is the guest room in which I may eat the Passover with my disciples? Then he will show you a large upstairs room furnished with carpets and dining couches. Prepare the meal there. They left and found it just as he told them, and they prepared the Passover. When the hour for the meal had come, Jesus reclined at the table and the apostles with him. He said to them, I have earnestly earnestly waited to eat this Passover with you before I suffer." For I say to you, I will not eat it again until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. And when he had taken the cup and given thanks, he said, Take this and share it among yourselves. For I say to you, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine from now on until the kingdom of God comes. Okay, so we want to stop right there at verse 18 so we can speak on the significance of what Jesus was saying to his disciples Mm -hmm. in this moment. So if we go back to um, verse 15, he said that he earnestly wanted to eat this Passover with you before he suffered. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like he was looking forward to this last meal because he knew what was coming. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine like knowing you know, what you, what you would put on earth for is finally coming to pass and you know that you're about to suffer. Like, would you be excited about that last meal? No. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly. uh -uh. (laughs) So it, it it definitely takes a a special person, um, to go through the suffering, um, for our, for our lives. I don't, I don't know. 
But I know I wouldn't be joyful. <laughs> like, like I couldn't wait to eat this meal with y'all. Yeah, I was looking forward to it. <laughs> Thank you some years, you know. No. <laughs> so, but it is appreciated. So yeah. I appreciate it. So let's go on and go into verse 19. And when he had taken bread and given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way, he took the cup after they had eaten, saying, This cup, which is poured out for you, is the new covenant in my blood. So let's stop there. The new covenant in my blood. <laughs> Not that the other lamb blood, but my blood. Yeah. So, Ooh. um... Thank you, Jesus. Thank God for Jesus. Right? Um, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm just speaking off memory here. Um, there were two other covenants before this in the Bible. You had the um, Abrahamic covenant, right? Mm-hmm. And then you had, it's like Mosaic covenant. No, I don't know about that one, baby. You know? I think it was um, so previously back in Genesis God made a covenant with Abraham um, pretty much correct me if I'm wrong saying that you know everybody was going to come through him right his lineage yeah and so that was the promise um, to Abraham and then um, in 2nd Samuel um, was when we were presented with what was to come in this particular covenant here. And that second Samuel seven verse, um, let's do 12 through 13. So it starts, it says, when your days are fulfilled and you lie down in death with your fathers, I will raise up your descendants after you who shall be born to you. And I will establish his kingdom. He is the one who shall build a house for my name in my presence and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. I will be his father, and he shall be my son. So, I will be his father, and he shall be my son. Mm -hmm. And so, that was pretty much a foreshadow to what was going to happen, where we're at now. So, Jesus was a descendant of David. And this is just God fulfilling his promise that a descendant of David um, shall build a house for my name and my presence and will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. So in this moment, once we get to the cross, at that moment is when he's actually going to establish his name mm -hmm. forever. So this is just a promise that was given to us in the Old Testament finally coming true. Mm -hmm. And so just to give you guys a little background on what that new covenant is. Mm -hmm. Right? Forever! <laughs> So we stopped at 20. So um, so what he did is it's probably very similar to a lot of you guys. So they took the bread and they drank the wine. Mm -hmm. And what a lot of us know is that's what we do on first Sunday, mm -hmm. which is called communion. communion. Um, and so we wanted to talk about the importance of communion and what's the point of it? Why do we take it? Mm -hmm. I think us going back a little bit and like when Ashley explained, explained the Passover it started the history of why we do it. Mm -hmm. So the Passover was so important because that's when the Israelites were finally free from the Egyptians. Mm -hmm. They had been slaves for so many years and they had suffered so much. And this was God finally fulfilling a promise for them and freeing them from Pharaoh's reign. Mm -hmm. And 
this is just, they did the Passover every single year to remember what happened. You know, they got freed and so many people died, but the most important part was they got freed from all of that. Mm -hmm. So now we take communion as a new covenant. Yeah. So we don't, we're taking it as a remembrance of what Jesus Christ did on the cross for us. Yeah. We don't have to go and, you know, slaughter slaughter lamb and put the, yeah. <laughs> the, no. the blood on our doorpost. But like you said, we're not free forever. We're free from sin that we can just come to him mm-hmm. and have that relationship with him. So the new covenant pay is pay that means that we're we're paid in full. We don't have to work for it. Mm-hmm. We have Jesus as a mm-hmm. an advocate. Yeah. We can accept him. We can have a relation, a, a direct relationship with him. We don't have to go before a veil. We don't have yeah. to go through, um, you know, priest and whatever just to get, you know, a message to, to God. We can go to him yeah. directly. So we're, we're it's paid in full. And now the covenant is complete. Um, and we can, like I said, we can personally approach God um, on every if, day basis. If you guys understand the importance of that, I, I can go a little bit into mm-hmm. what you mean by we can go directly to Jesus to speak to God. Mm-hmm. So before Jesus, um, you had to be like completely free from sin. And so you couldn't be in the presence of God if you had committed sin. The priest had the job mm-hmm. of going into, what is the, the little, because he was in like yeah. a little, yeah. They had the job of going in there and to present the um, sacrifices of the people mm-hmm. to God. But what was happening is, the priests were so full of sin as well that as they would take people's sacrifice to God, they would just like die because you couldn't approach God. I don't want to say dirty, but that's like the word that's coming to mind. Dirty. (laughs) (laughs) You can't approach him like that or you would like immediately die. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't just like something that was a surprise to them. This was something that they, they knew. And so God giving us Jesus created a way for us to um, be able to speak to him because he was without sin. Mm -hmm. He was pure. He was clean. And so we're able to speak directly to him because he sacrificed his life. And so that was the ultimate sacrifice. And so that's why we're able now to speak directly to God Mm -hmm. through Jesus. Mm -hmm. And that's, if you guys didn't know, while we end all our prayers in Jesus', Jesus name, Jesus' name, stamp on it, <laughs> sends it right up to on. heaven for us. So yeah, just to explain what Ashley meant by that. Thank you so much. You're you welcome. did a beautiful job. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we talked about the Lord's Supper mm-hmm. and you know why it's so important um, while we take communion. And one thing that I learned um, at you know our church. Um, we do go to Right Way Christian Center Church, um, which our head pastor is Pastor Vincent Robinson. Mm-hmm. And we welcome you <laughs> on Sunday mornings, 8.30, 10.30, and 12.30. Yes. So Three come services. on in. You're always welcome. Yes. And then first Thursdays. Yes. Mm-hmm. Every first Thursday at 7 p.m. Yep. You're welcome. Yep. Um, but one thing that I did learn through him is the... Communion doesn't have to just be held to first Sunday. Mm -hmm. I had always just took it on first Sunday and, you know, never thought nothing of it through Mm -hmm. the whole week. I mean, the whole month. And, you know, one thing that he taught us is whenever you feel like you need to take communion, which is communion is literally remembering what Jesus did for us. Mm -hmm. You can take it whenever you feel you want to remember him. 
And so that's one thing that I've learned new about communion. Me too. In the past um, year. The question I want to pose is, um, were you ever fearful of taking communion at all in the past based off of past teachings? Mm-hmm. Not me personally, mm-hmm. um, but I have heard um, like people saying, oh, you know, I went out last night, so I can't take communion Sunday, because, you know, I be sinning. <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I heard people being uh, taught that they had to be perfect and uh, sinless and all righteous and perfect uh, to partake communion. But mm-hmm. who is? Who yeah. is perfect? Um, and yeah, Jesus is, and I appreciate him. Um, but they, I think they also like. I think it's because they've been mistaught about the First Corinthians eleven twenty seven through thirty, um, which ahead. Paul mentions, and it reads: So anyone who eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord of the Lord unworthily is guilty, sinning against the body and blood of the Lord. That is why you should examine yourself before eating the bread. And drink in the cup. For if you eat the bread or eat the bread or drink the cup without honoring the body of Christ, you are eating and drinking God's judgment unto yourself. This is why many of you are weak and sick, and some even die. So I really think that a lot of people get that those verses uh misconstrued. Mm-hmm. I could reading the text from a worldly uh, a worldly mindset. Mm-hmm. Of course you can, but you can't go into the into the Bible and read it like, oh, I'm just taking it from this word. I'm saying, oh, mm-hmm. I can't be unworthily, yeah. drink, you know, drinking this ble- this this wine, lotus juice. <laughs> <laughs> and these Ritz crackers, oh. you know. So <laughs> not Ritz crackers. But um I had a question while you were um while you were reading this. So twenty seven stuck out to me. Mm-hmm. So then whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in a way that is unworthy of him would be guilty of profaning and sinning against the body and the blood of the Lord. So say you did go out to the club the day before. Mm-hmm. So are you supposed to ask for forgiveness before taking the communion or the communion helps with your forgiveness? Because I know you have to like specifically like, Lord, forgive me for I have sinned mm-hmm. in order to be forgiven of your sins. Yeah. So would you say that they would need to ask for forgiveness from God before actually taking communion? Are yeah. you saying that they can just take it? I would say... First of all, before you go to church, you should be you should have a clear mind and a reverence of God. Yeah. Uh, if you don't, still go in there. You know, you may change. You may pray and be like, yeah. okay, Lord, I need to fix my mind on this. <clears throat> um, but I think what he was saying is that you should be thoughtful. Mm-hmm. Um, you should be reverencing God mm-hmm. and really realize, take the time to realize why you're taking this communion. Mm-hmm. Um, you should reverence God and be like, okay, this is... Um, this is why I'm taking it to, pro- to proclaim Christ and um, to realize that he did die for my sins. Mm-hmm. You should be conscious of that you're sinning mm-hmm. because I mean, we may, we, we all may be on different kind of levels. Like you mm-hmm. just started off and you know, 
um, in your your walk with Christ. And I may be like, okay, a little seasoned saint over here. And I can be conscious of the Holy Spirit. And I may have that unction in the Holy Spirit yeah. that, okay, I've sinned. I've consciously said, okay. Or I have a mindset to know that, oh, I've sinned. Um, but you may not know it's sin just yet. Yeah. So it may be I get you. different. But I did want to read uh, what what my study Bible said pretty much about those verses. Um, just a few bullet points. Um, so we should take the communion thoughtfully because we are proclaiming Christ has died for us and the, for the sins of this world. We should take it worthily with reverence and respect to Christ Jesus. Um, that's why I said you should be mindful mm-hmm. of it. Um, we should examine ourselves for any um, any unconfessed sins or resent resentful attitude and be properly prepared to take it. So you should be going in with a clear mind. Mm-hmm. I guess that answers your question. And like Before you go in, you should ask God for forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Even from, I think you should be praying, like asking God for forgiveness for any sins that I've intentionally done or mm-hmm. any uh, sins that I don't even know about, you know. Yeah. And, <laughs> I didn't and, even know about it. And please show me yes. those sins so yes. I can be convicted and change. Yes. And also consider others and wait for everyone to be served. Okay. So we're going to take it together. Oh, okay. Because he'd be like, um, has anyone been omitted? Yeah. Because we're going to proclaim Christ together. Okay. So, yeah. That's what my Bible said about those few. So if you've ever been wrongly um, taught about communion, I do encourage you guys to go in with a clear mind and help and ask God for a revelation for those scriptures because I know that a lot of people have been misled about communion. Um, and it's pretty much just proclaiming um, proclaiming Christ that has died for the sins of this world. So even if you've, you've been a, you are a sinner, you can still take communion. Yeah. I do ask that you do go into it with a clear mind and reverence and all of those things that I've said, but you can take communion. Don't, be, don't live in bondage and you can pro- proclaim Christ. Um, has died for those sins and get a relationship with Jesus Christ. It is the best relationship that you'll ever have. So I think that we had a pretty good discussion on the importance of communion. But just to recap before we move into the second portion of this episode. So first we talked about the Last Supper and what Passover is. So we talked to you guys about that. Um, The story behind Passover can be found in Exodus. I'll put the exact scriptures below so start there in exodus and then we move on to um the last supper the story of the last supper can be found in a couple of different areas of the bible so first first is matthew 26 17 through 30 mark 14 12 through 25 and luke 22 7 through 23 they pretty much all tell the same story Mm -hmm. it's just um wrote a different way because you know each book of the bible is written by a different person yep so their own interpretation So, did I cover everything? And then we talked about communion last and why we take communion and the importance of communion. We kind of gave you guys a prelude to the good stuff, to Mm -hmm. the climax. So, tune in, you know, next Friday so we can finish this conversation about the resurrection. Mm -hmm. So, we do want to thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you. And as always, be Be obedient. obedient. We'll see you guys next time.